0: And welcome back to the latest, greatest episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is Jake May, joined, as always, by my co-host, Quentin Crisco, coming to you live for week 18, the final week of the season. Going to get these playoffs started next
1: week. So Playoffs. How are we doing now, Quentin? Doing good, man. So, I had my first losing week the last 10 weeks this past week so that was unfortunate but still happy with it still up five units on the year model is now up two and a half units on the year there will be no model picks this week because they won't make sense because half the games don't have the normal players playing yeah half um, the games don't matter Yeah, half the games don't matter. So, we only got a few picks for you guys tonight. We'll get through them here. um, And then we'll get some awesome college football picks. Pick in there. Yeah. Championship game. And we'll rock and roll. So, first and foremost,
0: congratulations on keeping Matty Bierflus as the Chicago Bears head coach. Yes. Securing.
1: Well... Not official yet. If, if he beats the Packers, or at least keeps it close, he's back. If he, if he gets kicked, if they get their butts whooped, he might be gone.
0: I see. Well, congratulations on the number one overall pick. Yeah. You can do anything with it. It could
1: even I mean, be a boat.
0: <laughs> I was about to say,
1: it could even be a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that's exciting. Fresh new toy, or a lot of toys, depending on what you do with it. Back-to-back years, number one overall pick. Hasn't happened since the Cleveland Browns of eight years ago? Something
1: like that. I mean... But they, both of theirs was earned. Yeah, both of theirs were very well earned. Um, <laughs> hopefully the Bears are putting themselves in a really good spot here. We'll see. I'm, I'm still... Man, Justin Fields starting to year? make this hard. Justin Fields starting to make this a hard decision. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that is very tough. I and I still love Caleb. I think you draft Caleb. You ride it out with Fields. And worst thing that happens is Fields doesn't work out and Caleb can sit for a year.
1: I mean, I, but. I would – I, I would not put the kid or Fields through that situation in Chicago. It would be hell. It would be yeah,
0: hell. Maybe. But what if it's like Bears go 11-4, but Caleb Williams is promising in practice. They lose in the AFC cha- or NFC Championship game because one of your guys jumps off sides at the very end against a uh, all-time quarterback like Joe Flacco leading the, uh, let's say, I don't even know 49ers. who he would be leading next year, 49ers. 49ers. You're playing the 49ers-NFC Championship game. One of your, one of your guys, uh, Montez Sweat, jumps off sides um, on a fourth down where you stop him and they end up going on to win and then they lose a historic Super Bowl that scores like 43 to 38. And they play like the Baltimore Ravens. They run like a Baltimore special where Lamar catches a touchdown and then they're like, Okay, Justin, you were great to us, but we're gonna move on. And then Caleb Williams wins a Super Bowl and an MVP in his second year in the league. I mean,
1: just call us the Chicago Chiefs at that point. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> I mean it can't I really I don't I don't think Caleb needs to sit. So it's kinda like what what are you doing here? And Fields isn't as proven as a guy like Alex Smith was. Like I, I think that the the parallels are a little different there. And you don't have Andy Reid. Yeah, and we don't have Andy Reid. And Andy Reid said to do it. Sign me up.
0: And you don't really have the team that the Chiefs had. Well, you might have that team, but you kind of already knew the Chiefs were a good team when they yeah. took Mahomes.
1: I mean, honestly, and the Bears are in. Like arguably the best position any team has ever been in to draft a quarterback number one overall, as far as their roster goes, like it, they're set up to make it make life easy on whoever they take if they're taking a uh, rookie quarterback.
0: Yes, so very exciting times for Chicago. So what uh, right now is Justin Fields probably top three Chicago Bear quarterback of all time. Um I can't put point. him ahead of
1: Cutler Just yeah. based on your volume Stats Yeah, um, Can't put him ahead of Jim McMahon Because he has a ring Correct And That's where I had him three Yeah it might be
0: It <laughs> might be And as we discussed last week Bear's second oldest franchise behind the Cardinals
1: yeah, well, so if we're going pre-merger, Sid Luckman is number one. True. Right? I mean,
0: you think that, Sid Luckman, if he was thrown into twenty twenty four, would
1: be better than Justin Fields? If he was raised in no just twenty twenty four, yeah, no,
0: just just take the exact same
1: human and plop him into twenty twenty four. Um, yeah, I think he'd be really confused by a lot of things. Including football, <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. But
0: that's what's always so funny about those arguments. Like, the Babe I mean, Ruth think argument. about
1: it—they ran everything out of the T formation. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a completely wildly different game. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And fast back then was probably just. Four, seven probably. And big back then was
1: 240. Yeah, I mean... I like 260, maybe? I'd say. I've been well, there Because there was like World War II, post-World War II.
0: Yeah, I mean... I mean, 240 was really big. 260 would have been like a, a 340 guy these days, probably. I
1: mean, so... I don't know. I feel like... Yeah... Because Dick Buckus, he came in the league in, I want to say, 69. So that's yeah. like probably 20 years after Luckman's last game, something like that. Yeah. And he he had to be like 240, 230 probably. 20 years later, though. And that's a that's linebacker, like, though. That's not that's Some not guys lining. are getting big. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. But congratulations Hopefully, you get it right because historically speaking, Bears always
1: get it right when it comes to quarterback decisions. So, Oh, yeah.
0: There's no possible way this goes south.
1: Nope. I, I am not so, at all losing sleep over it. I am not worried about it. They'll get it right. You know, history, so history one shows. Way or,
0: one way or another, you're going to have your franchise quarterback for the next 15 years go on to win many Super Bowls. Um, so if there's one thing we know about the Chicago Bears organization, it's great quarterback
1: play. Yep, that's that's what we're about in Chicago. It's the only thing you can really hang your head on there. Yeah, I mean, if only the defense and the running game would catch up. One of these days. One of these days, we'll get there. We will get there, people.
0: All right, well, let's talk about the here and now and the week 18 playoff implications on the line. Um First game with playoff implications. You have the number one seed. Oh, you wanna you wanna start there? Uh, we can
1: start we can start Thursday night. Uh, I think it's Saturday. Oh, we can start with Saturday.
0: Saturday? Uh you have the number one seed, Baltimore Ravens, no Lamar. Uh, I think most of our starters are gonna be out, but Tyler Huntley, uh former Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley, is starting this game. Against the Steelers, Ravens at home, plus four dogs. And I'm taking the Ravens here. Uh, I think even... I think Harbaugh is still going to try to win the game, whether or not he's... I mean, he's still going to game plan.
1: And really I'm taking have a stroke trying not to. Like I don't think yeah. he's, he's, he's capable of not trying. And I really don't want to see this Pittsburgh team in the playoffs,
0: so I'm really hoping Ravens win this game. But I'm taking Ravens plus four. I uh, don't really have anything to say about the over-under because I have no idea what direction this game will go. But... I'm hoping Tyler Huntley and the boys can at least keep it close, so I'm taking Ravens plus four in that. And that's all we got to
1: say about that, unless you got I'm, more. I'm leaning towards the over. Yeah, I think this game's gonna get a little nutty, a little weird. Very well. I could. don't know why, but like, if the Ravens cover, or if the, yeah, if the Ravens cover, I think this goes over. Yeah, I could see it. But I'm not betting it. Just just a, a wild thought there. Yeah. Uh, Faith and Huntley. Next up, we got the Houston Texans going to Indianapolis. Weird things happen at Lucas Oil Stadium. Always remember that. Colts are home dogs. Yep. One and a half point dogs. 47 and a half point total. You got any thoughts on this one?
0: Yeah. So CJ Stroud, the boys, D'Amico Ryan's my opinion coach of the year. NFL this year in a tight race, probably with Shane Steichen. I think it's going to be one of them. And I think the winner of this game gets coach of the year. Uh, But with the way Will Anderson's playing lately on that defense for Houston, uh, the way CJ Stroud has played all season, I can't remember if he's getting anybody any help back this week at the wide receiver position. But I'm still taking Texans here. I love the way Stroud's played this season. Uh, He is my favorite rookie quarterback coming into this draft. First legacy defining moment uh, has a chance to actually win the division. Um, If they win this game, they don't, they don't secure the division, but they make it to where Jags have to win their game to win the division. So winner of this game for sure gets in the playoffs and has potential to win their division, and I like CJ Stroud, out the Texans on this one. I'm going to take them on the money line at minus 120. I guess you could take it minus one and a half and let you think it's going to be a one-point game. Uh, I'm just laying the juice a little bit and taking the money line at minus 120,
1: though. Yeah, I'm leaning the Texans on this. You mentioned the wide receiver. Noah Brown's questionable. Um, the tanked out and coming back this year. So, I mean, no. that, that's the only thing I'm seeing on there. I was Nico Collins. Yeah, Nico, so Nico Collins. Collins is yeah, Nico Collins. Yeah, he played last week.
0: Um, uh, little things, some things to note on this game. I think Dalton Schultz needs like three catches and 63 yards uh, for like a $500,000 bonus. So, keep that in mind if you're betting player props this weekend. Uh, I think Devin Singletary needs either yards or a touchdown. I saw it earlier, but Devin Singletary needs something for a pretty big bonus. D'Amico Ryan's former player, retired not too long ago. I think if he has it his way, he's going to get his guys paid. Mm-hmm. If if he can, without compromising the game plan. So uh, Dalton Schultz and Singletary, look out for our player props this weekend. You All might right. want to look up what the exact... Numbers are and what they need, but I, I know for sure both of them are extremely close to hit bonuses.
1: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to look that up and put it out on the Twitter account because that that's interesting. Like that those can be some really profitable plays right there. Another
0: one we're probably not going to talk about is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I think is like a one point five million dollar bonus for something. I saw a whole list earlier, and like, those are there. Those are the, a few of them that jumped off to me. Have you ever seen any given Sunday? Yes,
1: but not enough times to really know it by heart. Oh, so at the end of that movie, it's like the guy who Lawrence Taylor plays, like Shark Bay. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I just need, I, I, I need to play this game. I need my one million dollar bonus. Oh, yeah, they're like, like, you can die, and he's like, No, I need my million dollars. <laughs> Like, that's all I think of. <laughs> Mark LeVay, worth a million bucks, laying on the stretcher. <laughs>
0: yeah, worth a million. Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, they're hauling him off. Yeah. Yeah. He was crazy. The, the crazy thing is, he, he probably played a a toned down version of his real self in that movie.
1: Oh, I know. It's it, it, <laughs> That's probably exactly what he was like. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Enough about the, uh, was the Miami Sharks. And their yeah. star player, Shark LeVay. Let's talk some Buccaneers, Panthers. Bucks are four and a half point favorites, total at 37 and a half. You got anything on this one?
0: I don't. I thought the Bucks were going to steal it last week and they absolutely laid an egg against the Saints. I would assume they will this week, but I mean, shit, you never know. Panthers are officially officially playing for nothing. They could have spoiled the Bears' hopes and dreams if, with a win last week and a couple other things happening, but now they can't even really play, play spoiler. Uh, they can play spoiler to the Buccaneers, but the Saints would still have to win for it to really matter, anyway. So, about the time where literally nothing matters whatsoever. For the what's. Whatsoever for the Panthers, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and play their best game of the season. Uh, but I like the Panthers in this, or I like the Buccaneers in this game.
1: But can't really trust anybody in the NFC South at this point. Yeah, I mean, so the Bucks are in a win and in situation with that. I mean, they win the division if they win this game, or if the Saints lose. Yeah, but or if they, the
0: they would have won last week, they would have won the division.
1: Yeah. And they absolutely laid an egg. <laughs> but this one's a lot easier. Carolina's not good. Neither are the Saints. Neither are the, they're not as bad, though. Not as I dysfunctional. They're not as dysfunctional. dysfunctional. Their owner isn't over here dumping water bottles on Jags fans. Yeah, what a crazy man. Like, I think Carolina... how do you go? How do you go from one of the most hated owners of
0: all time with... Uh... Well, dude that owned the Kami the skins and Snyder, I don't, Snyder yeah um, everybody just hated Snyder hated Snyder, didn't really hear about anybody else and like go from that to immediately as soon as they get him out to like this guy is the worst
1: owner in all of sports yeah like it's crazy yeah, I don't know. I mean I it's he's awful. Like it's it's getting ugly there. It's getting really ugly there really fast at this point.
0: You know what's gonna yeah. happen though? They're gonna get Harbaugh. Because nobody's gonna want to coach for him and he's gonna be like, fuck it. I'll pay Harbaugh seventy million dollars and give him what I I'm I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna give him full control, then eight months later try to take back over control, probably have a fist fight at the fifty yard line. Fire him, and is going to walk away with his $70 million and probably go coach like a Division three school, uh, try to get him elevated to Division one, so he can win a national championship that way uh, after he wins with Michigan this year just to give himself the hardest route possible.
1: Yeah, I see it. <laughs> I see it. But with this game, like, man, I want to take Bucks 4.5. I'm not doing it because they only beat the Panthers by three in Tampa a few weeks ago. Um, But man, everything is screaming like that. That's the one red flag to me. But other than that, like Carolina doesn't have the firepower to keep up with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and and until they do, uh, they don't. Though they just don't.
0: One of Jonathan Bingo just says like, "Fuck
1: it, I'm me." I guess so. I mean, I may, who, maybe Lavisca Chenault's going to go off for a hundred yards, come off the IR. I don't know, but like, what
0: what if what if Jonathan Mingo is just like I'm a lank? I'm a let a air know. What? You didn't you didn't see that spot by Reese Davis? No, Reese <laughs> Albert, Reese Davis. I can't remember. Uh, he was talking about Jalen Melrose before the. Alabama game and he was like he wears the word link across his shirt and for those that don't know link means let a naysayer know Then Pat McAfee was sitting next to him he goes I thought you were about to lose your job brother
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Desmond Howard was sitting there and he was just like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> eyes, eyes wide open and then like the dude, like, I don't even think he realized, like, that's obviously not what it <laughs> means. <laughs> and he was just like, I don't know what these guys are talking about, but... Yeah, uh, he just doesn't let the doubters get to him. And I'm like...
1: <laughs> All right, so... That's what Mingo's gonna do, I guess. Uh, I Like I said, I'm not betting it. I kind of want to, but I know for... It's better off if I don't just let it be and get to the playoffs where everything matters. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just save your money. Next up, <laughs> Bears at Packers. Packers are three point favorites. Total of forty four and a half. Packers are in almost a win and in type deal. There's like they're not guaranteeing ninety six percent. Yeah, and the Bears. Matt Eberflus, his job is on the line. Justin Fields' job is on the line. There's a lot to play for for them, even though they can't make the playoffs. I think this might be one of the best games of the week. Do you remember
0: that was maybe week 11? Cowboys were three games back in the division. Do yeah. you remember what I talked about? No. About went, the
1: Packers being the Cowboys in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I went on a long, long spiel about this is a nightmare scenario. Dallas is gonna find their way to a one c or find their find their way to win in the division. Packers are gonna sink their way in at the last possible second. Packers are gonna come to Dallas. It's gonna be redemption time for Dallas. The big the big mean man is gone. No more Rodgers. And it's just all gonna happen again and we're in perpetual hell against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I, I'm I've never been sharing harder for a team this week than I'm sharing for the Chicago Bears. Here we go. Get after it. And if the Packers win and beat the fucking Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs, I got we gotta go find that clip and just post it everywhere because I said it like in October third when there it looked yeah. like there was like no chance the Cowboys were winning the division. And it looked like there was no chance the Packers were going to win. And the Cowboys had just lost and the Packers had just won. But I think the Packers were like three and four at the time. And the Cowboys were two or three games back in the NFC East. And fucking here we are. Here we are. Go Bears. Go Bears. Doing it for Dick. Doing it for Dick. (laughs) That's what we're here for. I have the Bears Um, in a parlay.
1: So I, have, one other, I, have Bears, I have Bears on the money line. Yeah, I've I, I've got Bears money line. My official bet is Bears plus three on this one. Um, one other note on this one. This is the second year in a row where the Packers are in a win and end situation. Last because year they lost to the Lions. And the Lions missed the playoffs. If Matt LaFleur does this two years in a row, he's going to be on the hot seat next year. <laughs> I don't think there's any, any way around it.
0: And then maybe Jerry Jones will hire him.
1: It will be a hell of a hire. I think so. I want him to be on the hot seat. I want him the hell out of my division, Matt. Before is too damn good at his job. Yeah, I want him on the Cowboys. I want him on the Bears. Oh, spicy. Maybe
0: y'all should trade the number one pick for him. No. No. What about the number 13 pick? Your own pick. No. Not a first. What about a conditional fourth?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Your Cowboys going to Rajah, Maryland. Take on the commies. Cowboys versus commies. We're, we're in America, so we, we, we can't have those commies doing things here. Commies are yeah. 13 and a half point dogs. Total of 46 and a half. What do you think? Okay. Let me
0: take you down a trip down memory lane. The year was 2013. Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. Coming off a monster win of the Seattle Seahawks three weeks prior. Absolutely rolling. Basically, secure the number one seed and avoid having to go to Green Bay on the road in the playoffs. where Des Bryant caught the ball and DeMarco Murray fumbled it and lost the game for us and somehow it was Tony Romo's fault even though he was like 28 for 31 for 341 yards and four touchdowns but that's neither here nor there Week 16 Tony Romo punctured lung Week 17 go on the road play a commies team led by None other than Colt McCoy. Win, and you're the one seed. Lose, and you're the two seed. And Cowboys lose that game and get the two seed. And we have to play Green Bay in the playoffs. (laughs) So, if we lose this one, we get to play the Buccaneers in the playoffs. So, I, my brand is in a pretzel, <laughs> but I'm taking Cowboys money line in a parlay. It's fourteen point favorite, so nothing more really to say. Commies are terrible. Uh, I don't know who's starting former quarterback. Dallas obviously gonna be playing everybody, win and they win the division. Uh, basically, get home field up until the NFC Championship game and you gotta hope Philly can knock out San Fran in the second round and then have Philly come to Dallas so we can bury their dick in the dirt one last time bury that entire team Jalen Hurts isn't the guy they fired Nick Sirianni two years removed from a Super Bowl and they want to put Harry Roseman's head on a spike because nobody in Philly is grateful for what they have And they're already riding against their GM and their head coach one year removed from the Super Bowl as an 11-win team. They're fucking psychos. Let them come to Dallas in the NFC Championship game so we can bury them once once and for all. And maybe they can actually go make some bad hires and be in poverty for about 10 or 12 years and make me so happy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I agree with what you said. I'm not touching this game at all, though. I mean, I I think the Cowboys... The Cowboys are really good at just like losing this all over bad teams. Oh. And that's kind of what I expect here. So I wouldn't blame anyone for taking Cowboys minus 13 and a half. Again, I'm staying away. Just get me to the playoffs where everything matters. And it's honestly I love betting playoffs because I feel like everything is more predictable because it's like the outlier performances are much fewer and further between.
0: Yeah, no. oh, I mean, a lot of these games, I would probably tell people just save
1: your money for the first round. hmm. So, next up here, we got Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll, chewing that gum all the way down to Arizona. Take on the Cardinals. Seahawks are two and a half point favorites here. Over, under, set at 47 and a half. What do you think, Jay?
0: I think the Cardinals have. Four wins, and three of them are going to be against 10-win teams. <laughs> and I don't think they win this game. I think Seahawks win this game. And I don't, I don't know what that does the playoff. I forgot what that does to the playoff implications. I think Se- Seattle's winning in, right? Or no? I believe they, so. I can
1: double check. They
0: lost last week, which might mess that up for them.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so, Eagles are the five seed, no matter what. Then sixth seed, I think yeah. no, I think
1: Rams are the six seed or they're not. The Seahawks. The Seahawks are the seventh seed right now. But they lose the seventh seed if Green Bay wins. Oh, do they? I thought they yes. I thought I thought they got it if they won this game.
0: No, because then Green Bay wouldn't have such a high percentage if they won their game. Because Rams are ahead of both of them. Right,
1: for the seventh seed. It's only seven teams that get in. Yeah, yeah, seven teams. So the the Seahawks are the final seed right now, as it stands right now. So if both them and Green Bay win... Then why
0: does Green Bay have like a 97% chance to get in if they win? I don't
1: know.
0: I think they have to win and the Seahawks have to lose. No, I think... I think they can lose and Seattle can lose... And Green Bay gets in. But I think... I think if Green Bay wins and Seattle wins, it's Green Bay. Who's the the tiebreaker? Philly. Yeah, so Philly. LA. Huh.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe their strength of schedule will like catches up better at that point or something. Then
0: no, well, so they're, they're they're both division games, so maybe I don't know. I don't know why Seattle would be ahead of them right now. Both playing division games this weekend, and Green Bay would jump them with a, if they both won. But I know Green Bay's chance
1: to make the playoffs is much higher than Seattle's. Interesting. So. You're telling me it, not to trust my article from CBS New York.
0: What is that, sir? Win and end? says
1: the Seahawks. Yeah, Seattle win plus Green Bay loss or yeah. tie or Seattle tie plus Green Bay loss. Yes, yeah, so they need yeah. a Green Bay loss. Yeah. CBS New York lies. No, no. Green Bay loss gets them in. Yeah, that's from ESPN. But the CBS uh, New York article says they're clinging to the final wild card spot right now. When in reality, Green Bay probably has the final wild card spot right now.
0: Yeah, even though technically there's some probably arbitrary thing that has them ahead. But if they both win, then Green Bay jumps them. Okay. But if Seattle would have won last week, were in the shit the bed, yeah. then
1: it would have been winning in. Regardless, I'm taking Seahawks minus two and a half. I actually really like this play. Seahawks yeah. coming off the loss. Cardinals coming off the win. I just think there's a lot like that. Seahawks beat them by by 10 last time they played in Seattle. Um, yeah, Seahawks minus two and a half.
0: I don't hate it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not taking that game. Um, something about those Cardinals, man. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, Jonathan Gannon, and Sh- Shane Syken. Who would have thought hey,
1: they're feisty at home? They are very feisty at home. On the road, not so much until and,
0: unless they play Philly. Yeah, but yeah, who would have thought you lose two really good offenses or you lose two really good coordinators and your team's not as good?
1: Yeah. Crazy. We talked about it in the off season. We it was we all the, prediction to it.
0: I mean, it was all their fault that they didn't win the Super Bowl. So, like, why does it matter if they both leave?
1: Because it was all their fault that they got to the Super Bowl. You
0: no, know, that they didn't maybe. win the Super
1: Bowl, right? But it was all their fault that they got there too. Maybe. No, you
0: can't use you can't you can't use reverse logic on Philly. You're right. If it was if it wasn't for Shane Steichen and, and Jonathan Gannon, they win that Super Bowl. Guy I get there. No, they would have been there regardless. Okay. Ask anybody from Philly. Ask
1: anybody from Philly. I mean, I'm in Philly. I live here. Uh, go ask your neighbor. Okay, I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Rec-
0: record the conversation.
1: <laughs> oh, I gotta bring the bike. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up here, we got the Buffalo Bills going to Miami. Bills are three point favorites in a win and division crown game.
0: Okay, so this have you seen the scenario on this? No. Okay, Bills win this game, they get the two seed, and they win the division. So, win, they get the two seed, and win their division. They lose, they're out of the playoffs. So they're they they got to win. <laughs> is that crazy? And I I think, I think I think Miami is in no matter what because Miami's yeah, already at eleven Miami's wins.
1: Clenched.
0: Yeah, because Miami's already at eleven wins. But I think if I think if the Jags win, then I'm pretty sure the Bills if the Bills lose, they're out of the playoffs, but if they win, they get the two seed.
1: Alright. <laughs> What, what crazy? You, you either yeah, it's a five seed. spot jump, like with one yeah. game.
0: Yeah, two seed or nothing.
1: AFC's wild this year. Though. So you either like, either
0: have either have home field advantage to the, until the AFC championship game, or you're watching from home. I don't so, know what the exact I don't know what the exact scenarios are, but I mean I'm pretty sure. Because you have Colts and Texans, one of them has to win. And I think they both somehow own the tiebreaker over the Bills. And then if the Jags win their division, if the Jags win, they win their division. So I think it's just Jags winning and Bills losing, I think. Bills are knocked out of the playoffs. But I think if the Jags lose and the Bills win, I think the Bills would technically
1: get the 7th seed. You know what's wild this year? Huh. We could have a playoffs with no Josh Allen, no Justin Herbert, no No Joe Joe Burrow, Burrow, no Trevor Lawrence. No Jalen Hurts. Oh, no, I mean, I guess he'll technically be there. No Kyler Murray. No Kirk Cousins. No Tom Brady yeah no Tom Brady for the Um, first time no Derek Carr no I
0: mean
1: that's like seven of the top 15 quarterbacks in the NFL who aren't gonna make the playoffs this year
0: Kirk Cousins
1: yeah it's just wild wild I mean obviously there's injuries in there but like no Sam Howell well yeah you're right no that's top five quarterbacks no Justin Fields yeah no Justin Fields that's fucking wild but actually, let's see. Let's let's do this again. We could see a playoff with Joe Flacco, Tua Mahomes, they're and Lamar. They're you know, those are clinched. And then you could have
0: Flacco's Joe Flacco. Clinched.
1: Yeah, so Brown's Joe Flacco. Clinched. Well, but they're not memeable,
0: though. Yeah, that might be the best team in the AFC right now.
1: Yeah, so Joe Flacco, is it? Oh, Deshaun Watson was the other one you, you forgot a second ago when you were talking about time. Oh, yeah, yeah, But so, I want to see a playoffs with Joe Flacco, Kenny Pickett, and Gardner Minshew. That's what I want.
0: Well, it would be uh, Mason Rudolph, I think. They already
1: said he's starting the rest of the season. Even better. <laughs> Even better. And then in the NFC, we'll get, so Dak and Hurt... Herc- and Purdy and Stafford and Goff, uh, so and then let's get. Oh man, are the Falcons completely out? Yeah, they have
0: to you
1: be. know, they have you to.
0: know, you know who's going, who's, who's going to be playing in the first round in the NFC, right? Who? Stafford going to Detroit. Oh, that's going to be incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right
1: right yeah. now, well, I'm just story. looking for the memes. So, like, that's going to be the most mean game of all time. I want Drew Locke starting for the Seahawks. And then I want Baker there's Mayfield. And yeah, there's a little bit more stability in the NFC, I guess. Jordan Love, I guess, would be the funnier, I mean, funnier one. Maybe a Sam Darnold. Ooh, Man, yeah! Give me some, give me some Dick Hammer up in here. I said I'm, I'm might be more scared of Sam Darnold than uh, Brock Purdy if we play the 49ers again. Yeah, okay. But anyways, Bills three point favorites, 49 and a half total on this game. You have any thoughts there? I think I didn't build <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be probably an interesting enough game because. Miami probably wants to keep the bills out, but not enough that they're going to risk injury on certain guys. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I'm taking the I'm taking the over on this game. I think it's gonna be a lot of points. I think Tyreek Hill has some. Uh, I think 256 yards to break the record, uh, Calvin Johnson's record, which will be a Mickey Mouse record because 17 games. But you think I that think-
1: the, I, he's not going to rest? Tyreek, I think he's playing. Dang, I thought I he's, thought it was he's been confirmed. banged up all year. I think that they would just like take the game, and his house burned down today.
0: Yeah, so that yeah, he, I, I haven't seen anything. So I know he's okay since his house burned down. Um, yeah, they said that fire was bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. So yeah, man, because he had like his his mom there, is all his mm. family and everything. So, uh, yeah, maybe he doesn't play because of that. But it is in Miami. They're not going to Buffalo. Yeah. So, if he was planning on playing before,
1: I would assume If he's he was playing. planning on before, I still wouldn't be shocked if he plays regardless. Uh, I mean, if it was,
0: if it was, if it was going, going to Buffalo, Michael. it might be different. But, yeah, but it's not like he needs, like, 86
1: yards or something. Like, yeah. it'll be the most yards he's had all season if he gets it. So, yeah, I would I would think these guys are going to get a quick hook in this game. Like, the, the Dolphins are, are banged up as is. Like, they need everybody. But
0: they also probably want that home field advantage up until. And looking at the Ravens' track record, I mean, there's a good chance you get home field advantage throughout the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that's true. If you win. And Miami's a tough place to play. Yeah, So there is a bit more at stake there I didn't think about the home field aspect But um, you want to jump to some college Before we wrap this up Yeah,
0: well to college uh, I was extremely close from going perfect And uh, so far away from going undefeated So I went 0-2 And Bama was there until the very until they weren't And then Texas was really never there in the second half and then somehow <laughs> They had four opportunities To win the game And completely shut the bed So I have no idea um,
1: I just want to know what that That speed out was well, to, And Sark is usually A great play caller like, I don't get it <laughs> That was, that was one of the most bizarre plays I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> Like they had no They had no business Even being in that game To how do you lose that game it was crazy um but with Michigan they bullied Alabama for half the game and then
1: which we talked about last week yeah and then Alabama's Bama, d lines aren't what they used to be and might not be able to stop Michigan's run game
0: but then the second half came around and Bama kind of bullied them the entire second half and Michigan didn't do anything until they did something, and then Blake Quorum went off, and then special teams and bad snaps and fumbles is what ended up killing Alabama, and then they end up losing the game. Michigan wins. Well,
1: I didn't. I, I didn't catch the second half of it. I was doing New Year's festivities. Yeah.
0: So I mean, last play of the game, they call like a a kind of like a read option. They say it was supposed to be a read option, so. Milroe was supposed to check to the running back who was running like a, a flood out and he was wide open and the center just bobbles it back there and it just rolls back to him and the running back's wide open. If he would have just picked it up and threw it, they probably go to double overtime. Who knows from there, but Milrow just panics and since he's 6'3", 230, squats what 500 pounds runs like a four or three he just picked up the ball panicked ran straight forward and got destroyed and then everybody was like oh this is the best play they could come out come up with and then when you actually saw the play design after the fact and like saw what was actually supposed to happen like yeah. oh yeah walk-in touchdown if the ball would have just been snapped um but that's what it was losing the game for bama um that was like the center's like fourth rolled back ball that game like he couldn't get the ball back to a ball game i don't know if he was just scared for his life or what but michigan plays bully ball um which texas ran the ball fine against washington they just stopped doing it so i don't think harbaugh will go away from it The national championship no but we haven't really seen this michigan team get tested down the field and I wouldn't say Michigan's d- defensive line's a lot better than Texas's defensive line. They might have better coaching. They might have a better scheme. They might be more creative in finding ways to get to Pennix. We'll see. But talent-wise, it, it's not too drastically different. And it didn't matter for Pennix. He was getting the ball out. He was getting the ball to his playmakers. And he was fucking dicing that team up. Um, like I said, we haven't really seen Michigan get tested like that, but if Washington goes out and throws three touchdowns in 17 plays in the first half, and yeah, Michigan might be running it down their throat, but at what point does Washington have like a three and out and then go down and walk down the field and score another quick touchdown? And then instead of being a back and forth game, all of a sudden you're down 14, then you're having to put the ball in J.J. McCarthy's hands earlier in the game. Maybe you get another three and out. Washington scores again. Like I think Washington's very, very, very dangerous in this game at plus four. So I'm taking Washington Huskies plus four, and I'm taking over 55 and a half. And I'm taking the over solely because I think Washington can keep it close. So if Washington doesn't cover, it probably goes under. So I'm kind of double dipping here, but that's what I'm taking.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, 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 my thoughts are the same as yours. I think the upside <laughs> on Washington here. Um, there are so many ways I could see this game going. And a lot of them are, like, there are certainly ways Michigan can just dominate this game. Oh, yeah. I think Michigan can right?
0: absolutely blow them out. I mean, it, if, if Washington goes out and throws a couple early interceptions, and Michigan can just run the ball 37 times in a row, Which they will and they can. And they go into halftime up 17 nothing with 18 minutes of or 20 plus minutes of time of possession. Like it could be a route from there. But like I said, is Washington ever out of that game though? Yeah, exactly. And then, like I said, if Washington gets hot and yeah, Michigan might say, like, oh, we're going to bully them, we're going to bully them, we're going to run the ball. It only takes one or two three and outs to all of a sudden be like, Holy shit, we're we're down fourteen. Like we can't we can't just run the ball, run the clock, and hopefully score at the end of it. Um yeah, J.J. McCarthy looked pretty good when he had to last week, but I mean, he was also like two inches away from throwing a killer interception that happened not to be an interception and if that was an interception, they probably Dude, lose the, the game. Quarter, he almost threw two. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't. And then he kind of settled in and played well from there. But, I mean, you, Washington gets them, on their, gets them on their heels early.
1: And they can get away from you quick. I think with games like this, one thing I always like to think about is which team has the larger margin for error? And I think it's Washington. Yeah. Just because they, I think they can put up points in a hurry at some point thing, in the game to get back the only thing any... about
0: The only thing about Washington that scares me, which catching four and a half kind of helps, but in the Texas game, uh, up nine with three minutes left, they couldn't close it out because they don't know how to close out a game without throwing the ball. Like, yeah. they can't. <laughs> so <laughs> if, they're up, if they're up 17 with... Hat, like, half like halfway through the fourth quarter, it only takes a couple of three and outs and then Michigan hit some big plays for Michigan to get right back into it too. Yeah. So yeah.
1: no, and that's why I like the over. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, Cause I, mean, like, I just I like the over as well. I don't know who did, did Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's barely played a close game all year outside of like maybe Ohio State and Maryland. Like, they didn't throw. They didn't throw a single pass in the second half against Ohio State. Yeah, and that still ended at fifty-four. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it should be.
0: I think it'll be fun, but I, think, I yeah. think Washington. I think Washington can keep it close.
1: And man, I wanted to see Bama Washington so badly. Yeah. I wanted or to tech, see like Kool-Aid against Hamma or against uh, Odunze and like like that cornerback wide receiver matchup would have been just incredible. Yeah. But Miller played like shit in that game. Yeah. I think we're getting the
0: two teams playing the best right now. Probably outside of outside of maybe Georgia. Yeah because I, I think I think the Bama win over Georgia was kind of a fluke I think you played that game 10 times Georgia wins 8 um, it was just Bama's night but outside of Georgia I think these truly are the two best teams yeah I think so and I mean Washington this will be Washington's fourth game in a row where they're underdogs and they they've passed every test put in front of them
1: go Huskies Kohlschus, here for it. I, I really do think that their wide receiver core is just something different, and like it reminds me of like Alabama when they had uh, what, what when they had Jerry uh,
0: Judy, Amari Cooper.
1: They, oh, no, it wasn't Amari Cooper. It was no, uh, they had uh, Judy and Waddle and Ruggs. It might have been Cooper. Cooper. It was no, Cooper was way, it was like four years before them. No, it was Ridley. You know, when I was yeah, Ridley. It.
0: But They're Ridley like and Coop.
1: but, but Cooper... Cooper was younger
0: team. than Ridley. Cooper's younger than Ridley is what throws it off. Yeah. But
1: Cooper just graduated and got out so quick. And Ridley was like a 25-year-old rookie. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. American Cooper's not even 30 yet. Yeah. <laughs> just catching dimes from Joe Flacco, the legend himself.
0: I mean, that dude played for the Oakland Raiders well before they even thought about becoming the Las Vegas Raiders and then played, it, a, then played a good portion of his career in Dallas early on Dak's career. And now you look at him in Cleveland and you think like, oh yeah, that dude's getting old. I mean, he's still younger than <laughs> like a lot of guys. He is. Is playing at a very high level and yet nobody wanted to give anything for him and everybody was like shits on Dallas for trading him for something so little and I'm like the whole league knew Dallas was going to cut him like you could have had him for anything and nobody offered anything mm-hmm. like Cleveland was the only team that offered anything and then yeah. they, tried to, they tried to shit on Dallas for it and it's like we were going to cut him it, it was purely financial Yep. And Cleveland was like the only team in the NFL. That was like, oh, we'll give you something, but somehow it, it's oh, Cleveland fleece Dallas when no, it's like the whole league is idiots. Like, <laughs> it's so really, really, really fair good.
1: from a uh, someone who doesn't pay any attention to what people in Dallas say whatsoever. I don't hear, I, I don't hear that Cleveland flees Dallas. I hear the NFL is stupid. <laughs> No, (laughs) I hear what I hear. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: it it wasn't really brought up until, like, this season because nobody's been there to throw the ball to Amari Cooper. But then Joe Flacco gets there and everybody's like, oh, Amari Cooper's still really good. They're like, why is Amari Cooper in Cleveland? And then people go look it up. and They're like, oh, they got Cooper from Dallas for a six-round pick and nobody remembers, like, how it happened. They just just see six-round pick from Dallas to Cleveland and they're like, oh. But I, I've well, heard it. I've heard it on a bunch of national shows here in the last like six weeks. Well, and I'm like,
1: yeah, it's a little bit of a revisionist history. To put your heart at ease, Chicago Bears fans remember that they did not offer a fifth round pick for him. Did <laughs> they? Oh, yeah. There's that, still crazy about it. that. Why didn't they give offer a fifth round pick to get Amari Cooper?
0: yeah anything yeah i mean there was a bunch of teams that needed a wide receiver and then like it was two weeks later is when like the market exploded i forgot who signed the big contract but then every like wide receiver contracts like it
1: was the christian christian kirk Kirk,
0: yeah and it was like if dallas would have held on to amari cooper for like two more weeks his value probably would have been like mid-second to like a fourth but the way the way his deal was structured like he was either going to be cut or a deal had to be done and it yeah it was just it just kind of snowballed and then the christian kirk signing happened and then all of a sudden then i think Tyreek got traded for a first shortly after that and somebody else uh was it did Diggs move right after that too or deandre hopkins like People started moving all over the place, getting traded yeah. for like first seconds. Other well, after that,
1: the so the Kirk contract fucked everything up because it raised the price of all the free agents. Everyone was going, "Well, I don't want to pay that, so maybe we'll just yeah. trade for a guy instead."
0: Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, we could trade for Tyreek Hill for a first round pick instead yeah. of paying." And oh, yeah. he's got four so, years out of
1: contract that was signed last year at these four yeah. rates. So there's value.
0: Instead of, instead of paying Allen Robinson $17 million a year, I can get Tyree Kill for a first
1: round pick. Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's just crazy. But yeah, like here, the, just bunch of people in the national media, like the last five weeks I've been seeing just talking about the Amari Cooper trade, like, and it's like, yeah, it's a little bit of revisionist history, but, like, I get it. Like, nobody in Dallas is really happy about it, but hmm. it had to be done. I mean, we had to save money. We had C.D. Lamb, who, I mean, obviously, if you'd rather, I mean, right now, I'd rather have C.D. Lamb or Mario Cooper as good as Cooper has been. You take Lamb every day. I mean, he's going to catch for 1,600 yards this season, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Their their cap like they didn't really have a choice they had their yeah. cap situation was a mess. They needed, to yeah,
0: yeah. And then, but yeah, everybody in Dallas still loves Amari Cooper. But yeah, yeah. so anyway, so crazy that he's only like twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but all right, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Unless you got anything else? No, I think I, I'm I'm set. Well, we've been saying it all year. It's week 18, winning their in, don't sleep on them Texans, boy. Don't do it.